que quiero es perreo. A Shadow Gallo también, pero que están solo gorditos eso. Aquí no hay nada con que perrear, aquí está todo el mundo amarrado. Sí. Pero un gordito. iPhone. ¿Quién dijo que los gordos nos perrean? Nos perrean, nos perrean. ¿Quién dijo que los gordos nos perrean? Nos perrean, nos perrean. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea Yal. My name is Vero Ayeti Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we are talking about Fatboy Fall. <laughs> Perez, <laughs> talk about it. Tell us why this is our theme. Well, y'all, you know, we've had hot girl summer, and now it's time for Fatboy Fall. Shout out to Gabby Rivera, a Latinx writer and creator who was the person that I saw on Instagram who was like, it's time for Fatboy Fall. And I would say that Gabby probably identifies as like a BOI. Um, so I don't think it's as like prominent as Hot Girl Summer because of fat phobia, but I do feel like it's a cute idea to take this moment to think about body positivity and embracing different bodies. And there is a track, this one we're starting with, um, that Vetter's going to introduce that does actually kind of emphasize body positivity. So tell us about this track, though. Yeah, I have so many thoughts about gender and a lot of things, but we'll get into that. Right now, let's take a listen back to the song that we started with. This is Holoski. He's a Puerto Rican artist I'm really into. It's called Quien Dijo Que Los Gordos No Perre. Let's take a listen. Yeah, as soon as you suggested this theme, I was like, okay, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was like, what is this idea? And I have a job. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got the exclamation point like response on text when I sent this. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Say more. And I do, I will say that like I do identify as fat. It's been a journey. I feel like I've identified as chubby for a long time, which I think is a way to like try to minimize fatness in some ways. And like I mm -hmm. am, I would be considered like a skinny fat in like the sort of body positivity, like fat positivity movement because like I can still wear like straight sizes, sizes that, that sell in stores. I don't have to go to plus sizes. So, you know, in the mm -hmm. realm of like fatness, like I have a lot of privilege, but I do identify as fat. So yeah. I feel like I can talk about this with a little bit of like my own experience. Um, so that was part of why I was like, let's do this. Let's, let's talk about body positivity. Cause it's been on my mind yeah. a lot lately. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, like you love fall and you're I do love you know, fall. on the masculine side of the spectrum. <laughs> so I feel like this thing go. is just yeah. like it, all about. It could be about me if it was like a BOI. That is joy. <laughs> yeah, there, we go. there we go. There we go. So tell us about this track, though. What? Yeah, well, I like Holoski a lot. I've been following him for a bit and I like what he's doing. He is signed on to Thainese, um project at Neon 16. And um, I, I really like this song. Like musically, I love this. I think the production is on point. He's, you know, Holoski himself is one of the producers on the track. So shout out to him for being multi-talented. Um, but really, obviously, I was really attracted to the lyrics and the video. It's just so, so rare to not just to see big people in reggaeton videos and particularly big dancers and big women, um, but to have that be celebrated explicitly and just to be claiming fatness and mm-hmm. celebrating it. You know, like it's rare. Would love to see more of it. I really, really love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, y'all have to go see the video. This is like a no, no, um, no excuses. Like go to our show notes, watch the video. It's amazing. And it's like, yeah, to celebrate fatness and like, you know, perreando is like a sexy thing to do, right? So like, I feel like the the idea of this, of this song is that like fatness is sexy and fat people are sexy, you know, that it's not just like the women with like little teeny waists and big butts and like breast implants who are sexy, you know, like the kind of stereotypical dancers you see, like the people can have curves in all sorts of places, including their bellies and still be perreando, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that it can be good and fun and dope, you know, and that like you're missing out if you're not perreando con los gordos, you know? (laughs) And you know what? It's actually, I'm like looking through the comments on YouTube and like the first few scrolls are actually pretty positive, which I'm like shocked by. I know. I mean, maybe YouTube has some good filtering or something, but I expected mm, it to I be all like doubtful. fat phobia. Yeah. Um, it's really good. So I don't know. Maybe there's hope yet because we were talking about this in the preparation of this episode and it feels like, especially in like the like Latinx sort of culture that there's, you know, it's interesting because in some ways like curves are celebrated. Right. But like only certain types mm, of curves, very specific right? kind yeah. of curves. <laughs> right. And the curves that people get from like getting butt lifts and like breast implant, you know, like it's not like actual fat people. It's not it's not celebrated, you know, in the same way. And there's a lot of fat phobia and a lot of like, you know, la dieta kind of bullshit. Right. So Ooh, la dieta. Always, <sighs> always. Yeah, it's hard and it's generational and. Um, it's deep. It's deep. So this is really beautiful. I'm so glad this exists and it came out just in July. So it's like pretty new. Yeah. It just came out recently. I was like, I had it right on the tip of my tongue. I was like, okay. I mean, I would have brought this to a regular episode, yeah. if we, but we were on break. So I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. keep this on the, you know, in my back pocket and here we are. But yeah, I, I really like Koloski and this is really dope. I mean, I think, um, what I do like about this video is that like it also celebrates fat women and you know like this episode came out sort of through this like tag this like fat boy fall like you know thing that um that you saw Mm Perez but I think we were talking about as we were preparing for this episode like if this if the theme was like fat girl fall and we were trying to like find artists who are Latina women who are self-identifying as fat there's like maybe a couple like you know really like underground projects but like you know, not anybody like on the level of some of the men that we're bringing mm-hmm. to this, um, mm-hmm. to this podcast. Right. And, um, there are like women in pop, um, in, you know, American mainstream mm-hmm. pop artists who are like not Lizzo. Latina, who are big. Yeah. Like right. Lizzo, like, 
you know, Missy Elliott lost mm-hmm. a bunch of weight, but she was really big when she first came out. You know, mm-hmm. like there's people, right? But like, um, it's just not. Um, you know, women are supposed to be sexual objects, and fatness is considered incongruent with that, which is wild. Um, and men get to exist beyond their looks, right? So, which is why fatness can be quote unquote forgiven, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, like, it doesn't require forgiveness obviously like your body does not require forgiveness Mm -hmm. but like um but i think that that's the way that that some of this is framed so um love that there's women at least celebrated like you know fat dancers celebrated in this video yeah and like fishnets y'all just have to watch it it's really good yeah like sexy (laughs) like being like yeah we're fucking cute and y'all are missing out if you're not perreando with us so yeah Yeah, I feel like there's something really powerful about, I had like a therapist years ago when I was kind of going through my own journey around like body acceptance that was like, look around you and like admire people with larger bodies, like admire them, like look, you know, like not in like a creepy way, right? But like be open to like attraction to people with larger bodies. And it was amazing how much that made a difference because like what we're fed, right, in the culture is so... um, it's like a really small percentage of bodies, right? Like these very specific looking bodies, but that's not actually the world we live in. And so part of like loving your own body or loving my own body was also like appreciating loving on people um, with larger bodies too, you know? And that really changed things for me. And I was like, wow, you know? So I think having these representations is really powerful because it allows people to see themselves and to also um, see their desire and the things they desire depicted. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I just like, I really can't imagine my life without fat phobia. You know, like Mm. I had an eating disorder as a teenager and Mm -hmm. it's something that like, you know, I, I think about it as like, like recovery from substance use. It's like, you're, it never goes away. I mean, I've never been the same. I like, you know, like I've had periods where I've been more carefree than others, but it just is always something that I think about. And you know, I'm thin, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was something that like, it was huge. And like the first, you know, like the first thing that my mother comments on when I see her is my weight. And I've asked her not to do that. And she sort of stopped for a while. And then like, sometimes she just can't help herself. Mm -hmm. Like whether we're talking about like, quote unquote, good or quote unquote, bad, right? Like it doesn't matter. It's like the first thing she notices. And, um, And, you know, like, even when she wouldn't talk to me about my weight, when I, like, was, like, very explicit with her, I was like, I have an eating disorder. It is in large part because of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, can you not say these things? Like, you gave literally all all of my sisters and myself eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, She stopped, but she then talks about her own body or Mm -hmm. her own dieta or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and it's just like you know that I have your body, right? Like, you know, like that everything that you're pointing out that you hate in your body is also on my body. You know, like, it's just like, it's, it's just truly wild. Yeah. It's just truly wild and intense. And like, you know, algo que uno tiene que lidiar toda la vida en, en la familia mía, sí, at least, you know, yeah. like it's like a forever thing. And culturally also, like whenever I go back to Venezuela, like this isn't just my mother. Whenever I go back to Venezuela, it's the first thing like anybody in my family or who hasn't seen me comments on is my body, you know, like whether I've gained weight, whether I've lost weight. Um, And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. 
shout out to the people that are are doing the work of eradicating fat phobia yeah i i really you know like i'm not fat but i have been really heavily impacted and traumatized by it so i am i'm truly truly grateful for it yeah i mean it's incredible i you know and it's like you can't comment on yourself without like that implying some judgment of other people even if you're not the same of course body, not. right yeah. that's part of the problem and like i actually called in a coworker like last week who's like a, a thin person who when we were together for work was like talking about like made a couple of comments about like healthy and unhealthy food. And I t- pulled her aside and I was like, listen, like those comments are triggering. Like, um, you know, what is healthy food? What is unhealthy food? Are you going to judge what I'm eating? Also healthy is very racialized. It's very classist, you know? And this is somebody with like a deep political analysis and she, you know, was like, had no intent to judge anybody else. Right. No, but no, of it's not. like that has impacts like the comments that you make yeah. about what you eat or what we should be eating. Like, and so it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. Like you can't, and it, it's, it's really, I mean, it's very culturally embedded and we'll t- I'll talk more about that. There's a, tiktok creator that i want to talk about on the show who's like doing some work to try and like you know combat gordophobia in in latin america um but yeah that's the problem it's like you can't talk badly about yourself and think that that's not going to impact how other people see themselves you know what i mean well right it's just like you're sitting there like being like okay well i don't want to eat this because i don't want to be like the worst possible thing that i can think of which is fat fat. which is like A, you know a bunch of lovely people in the world right. who most are not asking of the people to be brought into in your world. fucking mouth <laughs> yeah so many people in the world and like yeah and healthy is just another mask for that right like because there isn't any standard of what is health what is healthy and what is unhealthy you know and like it changes every five minutes of like fat was unhealthy and now fat is good but like sugar is bad and Manyanava said, you know, whatever, right? Like they're going to decide that this thing is bad. And I mean, that's like the industry is a, is a total mess and like pretty much profits off making people think that they're wrong and bad and they need to change their bodies, you know? So it's, um, it's really intense. And I don't know. I spend a lot of time on TikTok these days cause I find it to be like good escapism. And there's like a lot of like, um, nutritionists that do like, you know, health at every size and like, don't ditch dieting, but they're all thin. <laughs> Where do I find the nutritionist who's not thin who's talking about this? You know, it's hard because like it's like it's easy for them to say it. But then I'm like, well, yeah, it's easy for you not to diet. Like, look at you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure they have their own feelings about their bodies. But like they are thin people, you know, and so it's 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 bien complicado, you know. But um, yeah, but having pop culture that celebrates larger bodies is really beautiful. So I'm so glad that this exists. Thank you for bringing it. Yeah, it's dope. What did you bring? So yeah, the next couple of songs are, are like, so we basically landed on like, we didn't want to do the thing which we thought about doing, which was like bringing artists that we consider larger bodied (laughs) because that feels complicated. And like, we're not using fat as a, as a stigmatized label, but it is stigmatized. And so we really lean toward like either songs that are about body positivity or people who self-identify in some ways as like larger bodied. So this song features big pun and fat Joe. And I want to talk specifically about Big Pun, but it's a J-Lo song. So let's take a listen. It's called Feeling So Good. Yeah. 
compliments. You like diamonds and ice your wrist. We got shut up twice as rich. Make you bite your lips. She needs to know what you like and this. Nice to think you ever leave me a slice my wrist. Treat you like a bitch, never that. You got beef with my niggas at the streets where I'm living at. Clear the clock. That's the sound of the mini Mac. Where we at? Uptown, where it's really at. Give me that. I want the man in the yacht. Advance on the spot. We can dance till we drop. And my hands in my knot. Show you the dawn. Jenny, you the bomb. Any man disrespect, good is gone. brought the song because I wanted to feature big pun and this is in the category of like artists that like self-identified as like larger or bigger or fat um and so that's what you know what made us think of big pun obviously fat joe is also on this song and we're going to talk a little bit more about him in a second but um you know we brought big pun before to the episode uh, to the podcast because it was not a player song I think we brought twice so I wanted to feature a different song of his but I had to i had to pick one that like I connected with and so I picked this J-Lo song <laughs> which I connected with more than some of his other stuff I you know wasn't somebody that I listened to a lot um but he you know Big Pun is short for Big Punisher he was actually discovered by Fat Joe which I didn't realize until looking into this episode he's Puerto Rican he grew up in the South Bronx um and he died really young he died at 28 of health issues yeah yeah, yeah. so one of the things I like about this song and this video I don't know if you got a chance to watch it Veto but in the song, um, in the video, it's a love triangle between J-Lo, Fat Joe, and Big Pun. So I think there's something right, like... Right, Big Bronx energy. Right. <laughs> but I think there's <laughs> something really, like, beautiful about the fact that this, like, very conventionally attractive woman, J-Lo, is in a love triangle with two, like, large men. You know what I mean? Like, that mm. that in and of itself is, like, somewhat, like, a subtle body positivity thing going on in this, right? Um, and, you know, Big Pun in particular is, like, a very large dude, you know? So the yeah. fact that he could be... Um, a you know uh, in a relationship with J-Lo in this like video fantasy I think is really awesome um, and I think you know probably wasn't the intention behind it at all but like that's what I'm reading into it as something that I think is really cool you know that they would that she would even you know be in a in a musical love triangle with these two men who are both like larger dudes right right yeah I think that that's right and then also I feel as though that feels a lot less possible with a woman. Like if you know, mm, like oh yeah. that, like a large woman would be like being in a large lar- love triangle portrayed in a love triangle with like two conventionally attractive, yeah. thin men. Oh know? yeah, I think men are given a lot more room to be like larger bodied, and there's still limits to it because fat phobia exists. You know. Yeah, I, and I think like I said, you know, the ways that they're given room to be larger bodied is because we quote unquote forgive men, like we allow them to be people beyond their looks, right? So it's like, oh well, we can quote unquote forgive your fatness, even though that's not something that needs to be forgiven. No, yeah. that's how it's negotiated, yeah. right? It's like there's still fat phobia there. It's like, well, we'll allow you this transgression because your entire humanity is not constructed around the way what you look like whereas women's is women are not given so such leeway yeah but they did have to both like make it part of their shtick 
you know? It had to right. be Fat Joe and Big Pun, right? Like, it had to be part of how they branded themselves. Um, whereas, like, you know, it's not like Mark Anthony has to be Flaquito, you know? Like, it's not right. have to be part of his brand. So, like, I hear you. And there's still the ways in which, like, Fat Phobia operates that they they oh, have yeah, to kind of make it part of their their shtick to, like, be able to do it, you know? And, like, it is beautiful to see, like, Lizzo, for example, who... You know, isn't it's not a shtick. It's you know, it's it's something that she grapples with and that she talks about actively, and she's like kind of an activist around, you know. But um, but I feel like we have a long, long way to go. Um, yeah, yeah. for women to have the same kind of, and yeah, they're not going to be sexualized in the same way, and yeah, men men definitely have some some leeway. Mm-hmm. So, so much. Was, so yeah. Much. It was interesting. This song is from 1999. It was interesting to like read his Wikipedia profile because there's so much about his weight. Um, Mm, And like, and mm. there's like this narrative, essentially like implied that like he died because of his weight. And they even like put how much he weighed at his death, which just feels so wrong. Like I've read so many Latinx artists Wikipedia pages for this show. And like, no one talks about anybody's weight, you know, (laughs) like, like the fact that there are, and there's numbers about like, Oh, he did this weight loss program and he lost this much weight and then he gained it back. You know, like just really like the amount of like criticism and like vigilance of that is feels really um, upsetting. And like, there's no way to say that fat phobia isn't a part of like why he died, you know, that he was under so much scrutiny and like, you know, he, I can imagine that he dealt with the kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, you have heart problems, lose weight. Oh, well, you have this problem, lose weight. Oh, well, you have that problem, lose weight, you know? And so, like, the underlying health problems aren't addressed because the focus is just on this one piece. Um, feels really sad to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really devastating. And, like... I mean, you were you know, saying that, yeah. like... You were saying that the Wikipedia also talked about him, like, he wouldn't eat around other mm-hmm. people because he felt a lot of shame. And mm-hmm. it's just like, my God, like... Yeah. It's just horrifying. Yeah. It's just like we're focusing on the wrong part, you know? We're really focusing on the wrong thing and like making it, making people's health problems their fault in that way, you know? Um, and like yeah. binge eating, like the, the problem of binge eating is connected to fat phobia, you know? 100%. All connected. And so you can't, you can't separate the two. And so much of this is held up by like what is essentially junk science. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I was listening to this podcast called uh, Maintenance Phase. It's a podcast dedicated to debunking the junk science behind like health fads and wellness scams and like, you know, all this sort of like shit that they try to make you feel bad about. Mm-hmm. And they just use different words and resell mm-hmm. it and repackage it in different ways. But um, they have a series on like, you know, like the obesity epidemic and body mass index um, you know, like the keto diet, you know, like they have like all of these, like, um, all of these different episodes that are debunking, like what is, we establish, we like think of it as like established medical fact, cause it's been sold to us that way, that weight and fatness is connected to early death and like the, the obesity epidemic. And it's like, I was listening to this thing that, uh, to this episode where they're talking about the invention of the obesity epidemic mm-hmm. and how like all of these like medical associations and bodies like decided to invent it in the nineties and it was not a consensus, right? It was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, and, and sometimes they like decided that, 
um, you know, like the advisory bodies were like, no, we should not call this an epidemic. And they just decided to do it anyway. Right. Like we think Mm -hmm. of like these things that like these medical bodies, quote unquote, decide as like being having so much force and so much weight and that there's like no um, no controversy within those bodies that made those decisions around the science or the facts or like what's helpful in terms of like public health communications. Right. Um, But the, this podcast maintenance phase, we can link to it in the bio in the, we can link to it in the show notes. It really, really gets into all of that. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Highly recommend. I read a book like an early feminist book. Um, called when women stop hating their bodies that is like basic in a lot of ways but really broke down a lot of like what is wrong with diet culture and just like and the link to the capitalism right and like this whole industry of getting people to try oh, to change yeah their there's body a lot size. of people who profit heavily heavily heavily, heavily profit from us yeah. hating our bodies yeah and like there's like sort of the old school feminist critique too of like kind of i think naomi wolf maybe was the one who talked about it initially in like the beauty myth but like how much energy is put toward like changing your body and where is that energy not going you know to like change the patriarchy or whatever it is so there's so much there um yeah or to like explore your motherfucking hobbies my god (laughs) i know i know know. it doesn't have to be so big (laughs) i know i know it's so hard it's really ingrained it's really ingrained well we have a oh yeah we have like i have like a really good tiktok resource to share in a minute so for people who are like working on um fat phobia it's pretty awesome and it's it's in spanish which i think i I love that so um we'll get there in a second but first we've got another song from you that's thematically connected which is beautiful yeah (laughs) i just had like a repository of (laughs) songs of like you know fat artists being like this is dope (laughs) so so this song is called los gordos and it's by acapella fat joe is featured on this again and dj khaled let's take a listen this the gordo anthem track that immediately came to mind when uh Perez brought up this topic um <laughs> and i um yeah a ella le gustan los gordos you know so yeah. 
that's that's what this song is about. It's like you might have cars, you might have money, you might do all this shit, but she likes the fat dudes, and I'm fat, so what's good? <laughs> <laughs> and like acapella is definitely like slapping his belly. <laughs> yes, yes, I love acapella. Acapella is like my uh, my home, my like uh, Venezuelan Paisano, homies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so acapella, whose album, his album, Goldo Funky was just nominated for Best Urban Album on the Latin Grammys. Hey. Um, yeah, so, like, he's claiming it, right? Like, he calls himself El Goldo Funky, you know? Wow, I love that. But, yeah, so I, I really like him. He's a Venezuelan rapper um, from Maracay, Venezuela. And, um, you know, I do... I might have a bias here, but I think that Venezuelan rappers are really, really, really good rappers just because of the way that the scene is over there. Like mm. most people have to come up through battle. Mm. So like you don't make it if you don't come up through battle rapping. So uh. you don't make it if you can't spit, you know, it's yeah. not like there's just no other way yeah. in the hip hop community in Venezuela. And even though like it's, it's a very boom bappy scene over there also, but this, even the trap and newer hip hop genre genres emerge out of this like sort of like more battle rappy scene. So love, love, love acapella. And then yeah, Facho and DJ Khaled are here. <laughs> Just like to add to the gordo power. I didn't know what Fat Joe was still up to, but I'm glad to see he's still I mean this is from twenty eighteen, but he's still doing his thing, you know? He's still doing his thing. Did you see it? Did, were you there at the Versus with Jarl? Did you? I mean, not there, no. but like, did you see it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it was very fun. It was very fun. I was rooting for Fat Joe. Actually, I was like, Terror Squad are my guys. You know, I was like, Terror yeah. Squad, Remy Ma. Like, it's like, you're, y'all are my people. Like, I was really rooting for them. And then, and then Jarl is just such a performer. And in the current Versus format, he just like, annihilated fat joe <laughs> but, <laughs> but i have a lot of love for him too <laughs> but yeah this this um this song really highlights another like very fat phobic thing which is that when there's two people who are in a relationship and one of them is skinny and one of them is fat everyone's like why why is she with him why right. is he with her and this is something that right i know i'm talking a lot about tiktok lately but like there's a few tiktok accounts of people in these like cross body relationships i don't even know what to call it um where they're like just doing a lot of myth busting you know Um, and 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 it's always this assumption that the skinny person is attractive and the fat person is unattractive and that's why you're questioning why they would be together you know and it's so fucked up it's so fucked up it's so sad yeah super super i was listening to there's this other podcast that i listen to called the sporkful which Mm. is about like it's not like a it's about food, but it's really about like food and culture. Mm-hmm. And um, Lindy West was on it and talking about how, you know, her husband is thin and people like come up to her husband when she's right there next to him to like flirt with him oh and shit. God. You know what I mean? Like, cause she's like, they just like, don't even see her. They just like assume, which and is, they assume that they're not together probably. Yeah. Yeah. They just assume that it's impossible that they could possibly be together because she's fat and he's not. Ugh. her show shrill i feel like does a lot of a good exploring of like body shit too i mean it's very like white lady in a lot of ways but yeah it is very white lady but you know it is it's cool yeah, you know it's got some it's got some interesting stuff in it and like it's yeah, got some interesting stuff for treatment sure of her as like a fat person and or the character but yes i love i had no idea this song existed i'm so glad that you had these in your brain <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
and you know the other sad thing is like neither of these dudes are that fat you know so it's like even the people who are like calling himself gordos and stuff are still pretty like they would definitely be like skinny fats you know like they've just got a little bit of belly so it's still mm. like there's still a long way to go in terms of like the kind of people that like experience the worst of fat phobia being celebrated you know yeah yeah for sure like who gets to be fat and accepted i mean big pun you know he's like a real large dude so i feel like he he broke through some of those barriers but then had such a short career yeah but that's extremely rare life was quite short yeah and it's super rare super super rare i mean yeah it's like the depictions of people who are like extremely larger are limited to horrible shows like my 600 pound life you know that are just so pathologizing and horrible yeah and absolutely like the worst of reality tv um so but I'm here for this song. <laughs> I'm here for this song. And like, you know, in some ways I wish we could, it, it was not a thing that a skinny woman is into a fat guy, but in the other way it is a thing. And so why don't we like yeah. celebrate it, you know? And that's kind of what they're trying to do here and be like, look at me. Yeah, I'm fat. And look at my woman, you know, <laughs> like what of it? All sorts of complications. All yeah. sorts of complications. Yeah, it's complicated. We could have also called this episode like more to love or something like that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not more to love. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a bad reality TV show, but um, about like polyamory or something. But, you know, like, I don't know. It took me a while. Like, I really had internalized so much fat phobia in terms of even just like my attraction and then starting to date people with larger bodies. I was like, wait, this is amazing. Like, why have I been so stuck in this idea of like wanting my body to be smaller and wanting other people like and being attracted to people with like the least amount of body possible like what (laughs) like it's it actually doesn't make any sense when you really think about it but it's just so ingrained because it's literally everything we see you know yeah and I feel like it also like it makes you for me personally like I feel like I found that like it's like oh I think that I'm attracted to this person because I'm supposed to be attracted Mm -hmm. but like then realizing that it's like, oh, actually, that's not exactly what I'm attracted to. Like, mm-hmm. and I've been told my whole life that this other thing that I shouldn't be attracted to it, but like is attractive to me. It's just like wild. Like even like it, it just like plays so many games. It's just in your head. It's completely, completely bizarre. And like you'd think that being queer would be like enough of not like being not normative enough to be like fuck Ooh, these standards no, and there was definitely no, some freedom the queer for me. world is imbued with know, fat, phobia fat phobia as well there was like a level of freedom for me when i came out to being like i no longer care about the male gaze you know um but it did not disappear <laughs> by any means it didn't disappear yeah. and i mean and if you're talking also about like gay men fat phobia mm. oh and yeah disorders oh it's worse among i think it's worse gay men is really intense yeah, yeah. I think although it's it, worse, you but. know, with, you know, non-binary people and, yeah. um, yeah. and trans people right. and, you know, queer women and et cetera. Yeah. Like there's all sorts of like body things that come uh-huh. up there that yeah. fat phobia really impacts. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like androgyny is skinniness, right? Like that's a real big problem with, yeah. um, in like, yeah. the trans and non-binary, sure. like assigned female at birth world. And like, I had a lot, I had a much easier time finding clothing when I was thinner because then I could just wear men's smalls, you know, but when I wasn't, Mm. my body was changing. And so I couldn't wear a men's small, like men's extra large or large or whatever, just like swim on me. And so it's like so much harder to find clothes. And I still feel like it's easier to change my body than the clothes, which is just so fucked up. You know? God. Yeah. It's such a, it's so twisted. Right. And it's also, it's like, who do, who are clothes made from for what bodies are even like the, 
there are clothing companies for like assigned female at birth bodies to wear more masculine clothes, but they assume that you have hips, like that your problem is like you have big hips. So you need, and I don't have a big hips. It's not my problem. I'm like all belly, right? you know? So like I yeah. can't even find the right clothes in those worlds because like I don't conform to like what a lot of people do, you know? So it's just, it's so fucking hard, man. It's so fucking hard. If I had like a really good like tailor who was like fat positive and like, queer friendly i think that would change my life probably in the biggest way <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean i really feel like ready to wear clothing is one of the more absurd ideas that's come out of western civilization <laughs> just because like bodies are so so diverse and like so different and i feel like i mean to me like going to like the korean spa was such a revelation just mm. not like in like a body positivity way not just around fatness but around like wow like you have like a short torso and long legs and you have like these little legs and this really big torso and mm -hmm. your nipples are long and you're uh, on these little boobs and the, these you have big boobs and like these tiny areolas it was it's just, like so much variety and like so many shapes of bodies and like the fact that like there's one way to make clothes and that you're supposed to just like, f like sausage your body into like this, like pre-made shape of a clothing item is wild actually. Yeah. And we're just so used to it and we accept it, yeah. but it's completely wild. Yep. I wrote a feministing blog post once about this called, I think like attitudes that are, hard are the hardest thing to alter or something. Some pun with alter. <laughs> Um, because yeah, it's still, when I go shopping, it still feels like the easiest thing would be to change my body and not change the clothes, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And you may, you might be right. And that's intense, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. And it's like, you know, yeah, you can get stuff tailored, but I don't know how to buy things that would tailor well, you know, like that's, there's a whole like education that you need to have if it's not just about like the length of your pants, you know? So I don't, mm, I don't yeah. have it. I don't have it. So yeah, just what I hear is that you buy clothes that fit the widest part of your body and then they can't cut down from there. I feel like I might need to get there with pants. Like I might need to just buy pants that like, cause I have kind of skinny legs, but like a big belly. So it's hard to, to find pants and I might just have to do that and then like invest in, in a good tailor or something. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Man. It's hard. Yeah. Usually those alterations, like are not even that expensive. It's just like a lot to go through, you know? Yeah. But most Yeah, I mean, you end up spending a lot more on the alterations than the clothes if you're buying like fast casual clothes, you know? Because the clothes... Right, right. Uh, honestly, because the clothes but are then it cheap, becomes really. less... It becomes less appealing then to buy fast casual clothes. Yeah. But you like invest in something that's going to fit you. you right. Know? Yep. Yep. So many learnings. Okay. We're going to end we're, this episode. We're only going to have four songs on this episode because, you know it's hard out here to find the content that fits this, but hopefully you all are enjoying the conversation. Um, but this one is tied to the sort of TikTok resource that I want to share. So this is um, kind of a compilation. It's a TikTok compilation that came from a DJ called Ima Tolosa. And this uh, song, if you can call it that, is called No Me Importa. Porta, 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 porta,
So, all right, clearly I'm obsessed with TikTok right now, y'all. Like, forgive me, but but I'm that elder millennial who's like spends way too much time on that app. And I don't create any content, but I I just like watch. I spend a lot of time watching creators and I I'm finding a lot of like interest in it right now. And so this is one of these like TikTok songs that's gone viral where like this DJ dude like took this woman's um TikTok and you know people make their TikToks into sounds so you can like use them when you stitch things and whatever. So he took her um, and she's an Afro-Latina creator, took her saying, no me importa, and then he put the beat, you know, the Dembo beat behind it. And so this is the song. And so the reason I picked it, because there's this other creator that all this is going to be linked in the show notes, so go check out our show notes, called La Gorda Feminista. And she, I think, is in Mexico, but I haven't actually figured out exactly where she is, but she's somewhere in Latin America. And she makes really great videos about gordophobia as, like, a fatter person. And she's also, I would say, probably, like, a skinny fat, maybe, like, you know, wears, like, maybe the beginning of plus sizes. She's not, like, a super large person, but, like, has a panza, talks about it, wears crop tops, and, like, makes these really great videos that just, like, kind of poke fun at fat phobia and, like, poke fun. And, you know, there's this whole one about, like, she's wearing a crop top and this person, I mean, they're all her, right? Like, they just go back and forth. But it's like, you know, you shouldn't show your belly, you know? And she's like, oh, some bellies can be shown, but not others. And like, oh, people don't know I'm fat. Like, I need to hide it so that people don't know. But like, people still know you're fat, you know? Just like all of the weird logic that goes into like fat phobia and like the ways in which like she does a lot of stuff about bikinis and who should wear bikinis and like, you know, just like being a fat person who's not trying to hide her body. And that's like mm-hmm. not trying to hide her panza. Mm-hmm. And that just feels like revolutionary, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, why is this God. revolutionary? But it the is. The bar is so low. I know. The, yeah. bar, the bar is so low. It's in hell. So she's really good. You should all check her out. I mean, she does all her content in Spanish. There's no translation. I don't know. TikTok has a translation. I've never looked at it. So, but I think it's really beautiful that she's creating content in Spanish and trying to like hit at gordophobia in Latino culture because there's just so much of it. It's like really runs deep and not that it doesn't run deep in like gringo American culture, but um, there's a specificity to it, you know? And her whole message is yeah. just like, it's never okay to talk about someone's body, to talk about what they eat, to talk about, to make comments about their clothes or, you know, like that's just never okay. Like it's just never okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and, truly. That, and that when family members do it, it, it hurts more, you know, it has more impact. It has a, it's damaging. Like she just, she has a ton of content that's really good. So y'all should check her out. She's like my new TikTok crush, I guess. <laughs> Creator <laughs> crush. Um, I sent you a couple of her videos. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you did. They're fun. They're good. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. She's good, you know. Um it's it's just good. You know, it's just I feel like I I need that kind of content because even though it seems so basic, like I am still so impacted by fat phobia, you know? And like and I think I I particularly relate to her because she's got a belly, you know, she's not curvy in the ways that are acceptable to be curvy. Mm. Um, it's not yeah. like a thick waist and, you know, big boobs and a skinny, you know, or not a thick like thick um, not like big on the hips and big on the boobs and the skinny on the waist, right? She's got a panza and like, that's how my body is too. And so I think that's also why it's like hitting me hard. Cause I'm like, I don't wear bikinis and whatever, but like I can relate to her body shape, you know? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, people can get butt lifts and shit, you know, Cardi B and whatever, but like, you got to have a skinny waist. Like, you know, like there's right. a, there's an aesthetic there that is not actually a lot of people's bodies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know you're not on TikTok, but you see TikToks on Instagram. 
I do like the old woman that I am. <laughs> the other day, Perez was saying something to me about TikTok, and I was like, "What?" Like, it's just like <laughs> I understood the words that came out of their mouth, <laughs> but I did not know what they meant. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I literally just gave a talk about maternal health leadership, and somehow brought up TikTok. Like, like just like it's just one of those things that's like on my mind. I mean, there's a lot of great like public health shit on TikTok, like people talking back to anti-vaxxers and like nutrition. I mean, there's a lot of, it's just, yeah. I mean the, I feel like the history knowledge that like so many young people are spreading on TikTok is dope. Like there's a lot of cool shit on there. I see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see some of it. I just don't, yeah. Don't, have don't go it to myself. it directly. Yeah. yeah. And like, they asked me a question about, um, you know, how do you find a platform? Like, how do you find an audience? Like, if you have something to say, and I was like, honestly, like, you kind of have to go to the newer platforms and try to jump on them early because that's really the way that's worked for me. Like starting blogging early, starting podcasting. We weren't even that early, but we were a little early um, because that's where the gatekeepers aren't there yet, you know, and you can kind of yeah. like find a more engaging audience if you hit the right note. But it's hard because like who wants to try and, you know, you got to jump on a lot of ships that might sink <laughs> if you're going to do that. Um, mm-hmm, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. still room on TikTok if somebody's a video creator to get on there and do do a thing right now. But the standards are pretty high. Like people people are pretty shiny with their videos and stuff. But it it looks like people. I don't know. Like I am not a video maker, but I feel like sometimes it's like, how long did you spend making this? Because yeah, this does not look like it was quick. No, <laughs> no. People really invest on it. Um, yeah. I, shout out to them i love that and i i'm really grateful for it because i get a lot of good like check out of my life content you know just like (laughs) like it's it's a good way to scroll but it's not i'm not scrolling through other people in my lives like lives i'm scrolling through like content so it feels it's kind of more like getting lost on youtube or something you know it's Mm. more of that vibe so all right we'll put we'll put link in the show notes to la gorda feminista go check her out um and yeah, all the ways in which we can combat fat phobia, I think, are really important. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Fat boy fall. Let's make it a thing. <laughs> Let's make it a thing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Although every season is for everybody. That's true. That's let's true. Let's just yeah, say that. That's true. I think that's true. that that's, we don't want to, um, you know, say that because you're fat, the cold is better because you get to be covered up. That's we believe true. that all bodies should be as uncovered as they want. That's true. And that's, yeah, that's not my, well, you know what? Call me out. That's probably part of why I like fall better layers and whatever. Mm. But there's also something about, um, well, I don't know if this is true. I think there's an idea that larger bodies like heat is harder if you have a larger body, like you sweat more. But I don't know if that's actually true or if that's like a stereotype or if no that depends idea. on the person. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Quien sabe questions for another day (laughs) (laughs) well we never did a hot girl summer episode but maybe if it's still a thing next year (laughs) oh lord (laughs) i feel like it can be an entire hot girl year and you can be hot and fat yep yep there's so there's so much room for us to explore it's real it's real all right y'all well thank you so much for listening yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're on those things. We have a newsletter where we add cute things that we don't usually share other places. So make sure to sign up for that. And uh, thank you so, so much for listening. We really appreciate y'all.
All the links and songs we talked about are in our show notes at rallymania.com. Hasta la próxima. Bye, babes. Yeah.